thrusters won't stop firing. I think I'm being followed. My dad is turning green, like literally green. My last nav check put me on the range point four. This is control. Be reasonable. Keep calm and remain on the guard frequency. Welcome pilots, you've tuned to the Guard Frequency, because as all good pilots know, when you're out in the deep black, you want to keep one ear on the guard. This is episode 236 of the Best Damn Space Sim Podcast Ever, recorded Friday, November 2nd, and made available for download on Tuesday, November 6th, 2018, over at GuardFrequency.com. I'm Tony. I'm Jeff. And I'm Henry. And with me, streams can come true. Look at us, babe. We're with you. Right, Tony? Uh, that's right, Henry. Remember, folks, Guard Frequency is not a one-way conversation. We welcome your comments over at GuardFrequency.com and Discord.GuardFrequency.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at GuardFreak or Facebook.com forward slash GuardFreak. Your feedback is an important part of what we do, so hit us up and tell us what's on your mind. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to our shows at Feeds.GuardFrequency.com or by searching for us on iTunes. And if you're not doing anything Friday nights, then you should come join us at 10.30 p.m. Central as we record Guard Frequency live over on twitch.tv slash guardfreak. Do you like what we do? You want to help us make the best damn Space Sim podcast ever? You can always support the show by visiting our website, clicking on the big Patreon logo, and becoming a regular subscriber. We want to thank all of our patrons who support us week on week. We hope you'll consider joining them because the more support we get, the better show we can make. Just head over to our website and click on the big Patreon logo to help out. And don't forget about our sister productions, Priority One and Heroes Rise. Priority One covers all things Star Trek, from the TV series to the MMO, the novels, the movies, and everything in between. Be sure to check them out at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Heroes Rise brings you up to date with the worlds of Dungeons and Dragons. Learn all about the latest publication, tools, tips, tricks, and traps in less time than it takes to skin a wyvern. Head over to HeroesRisePodcast.com to discover their secrets. And the housekeeping is done, so let's get on to the show. What have we got in store this week, Tony? In this week's Flight Deck, we bring you all the headlines from Simulated Space, including the latest news from Star Citizen and Elite Dangerous. Next, we get the news from the Deep Black with Spencer McDunn on Galactic Public Radio. After that, we continue our audio adventure, Guard Frequency Origins, where no supply closet is safe from our conquering heroes. Finally, we open up the feedback loop and let you join in on the fun. Lace up your booties, campers. It's time to head out for the flight deck. 3175 Port Bay, hands on approach. Checkers green, call the ball. Don't get technical with me. Here are the top news bits from the world of space sims. Frontier Development hosted its third live stream reveal of the upcoming features in Chapter 4 of the Beyond series, covering the squadron system and mining. And the first stage of the beta started on Tuesday, and somehow Frontier managed to make Tony grumpy. Again. CIG updated the Star Citizen roadmap, released more iterative patches, and managed to make everyone besides Tony grumpy. Well, oh. that was quite a patch uh, week there. Yeah, that's just kind of <laughs> and amazing. Tony it's torn kind of amazing. With mixed emotions, apparently. Uh, it's so many, so many mixed emotions. No, uh, so let's let's talk about Elite first because I know for a fact we all three were in the beta. Oh yeah, uh, this week, and, and so it, we and enjoying it. Yeah, it was a good time. It seems like it's on track. It's got the usual frontier sort of you know sprinkling of bugs that are in it, uh, you know. But this is beta, and that's why they do it because right. they want to uncover all this stuff. I have this. I have this um, sight of why. Tony is grumpy, or, or this this kind of nocturnal. Um, yes, it, it, yes. <laughs> I, I think it, it, I know why Tony is feeling the way he's feeling. 
because yeah, it, yes. it kind of made me go, huh? I'd like so. to know what the problem is because I really enjoyed it, quite a bit of it, even the VR experience. This is just like when the exploration thing came out and like I thought everything was like 95% good, but I had a really huge problem with one little thing. And then Frontier like compromised on it. And I was super happy with how they, com- they compromised on it. I'm hoping we have a similar opportunity here, but I'm a little doubtful. Uh, so what Jeff is talking about is a test, a little test that we are running on the new night vision uh, feature of of the uh, of, of the beta. It is pretty fantastic. I even got on the Twitters, which I don't do very often, and posted a picture I took of one of the mega ships uh, that was on the dark side of a planet, all lit up with a night vision uh, system on it. It looks freaking cool, and it's super useful on dark sides of planets in uh, uh, rings, if you want to go bounty hunting in like a Hazrez, uh, all the asteroids are, are perfectly visible now. It's it's very handy, and I think it's going to be a great feature. However, comma, um, this is there a, is this one is big, thing. This is a big however. Let me, let me. I think so. I think so. I think, yeah, Jeff and I kind of agree on this one here. So actually, Jeff, why don't you, why don't you tell them what we did? What, 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 what test did we run? Uh, several tests, actually. We, uh, we went out behind the... the uh, well, we started out behind the um, station, and Tony says, light me up with your night vision. So I lit him up. And guess what else I lit up? Just about every freaking ship in the, in the sector. But it also lit me up as well. So, yeah, I could see him with his night vision on. Oh, he turned on My night, night vision, vision and it affected not. your screen? Yeah, yeah I yeah, could weirdness. see him. I could, yeah, it was, it, was, it was quite odd. And not only that... Not only could uh, not only could I see him uh, with his night vision on, he we could also see uh, other contacts that were outside of radar range. So it was basically any 3D object within anywhere in the instance, as far as we could tell, uh, was yep, lit much. up with the green stuff. Well, on gee whiz, it. that sounds broken. Well, <laughs> here's why it's broken. Hey Jeff, what kind of ship was I in? Um, you were in uh, um, Anaconda. I think no, no, no. Python, Python. But what was yeah. but what was special about my ship? That I don't know. I couldn't tell you what's. Oh, special is this about your, your ship? low heat emissions hide from everything oh, ship? It's my oh, yes, stealth yes, yes. ship. Yes, it's yes. my. It was it was my stealth ship. I've got. They a, found a way to crack the cloaking technology. So when I when <laughs> well. I when Tony first when I first met up with Tony, I couldn't see him, and we were talking, right. and he goes, "Do you see me?" And I go, "No, I don't see you." Well, my emissions are like down below twenty percent and stuff, and I go, "No wonder I can't see you." So, yeah, yeah. So I, I got within five. So he, I was an unresolved contact, and he didn't know where where to look for me, and so I I, I surprised him. I jumped out from behind him and you know, said, "Boo!" Um, uh, but uh, but as soon as I got within five hundred meters, he was able to lock onto me. Then I backed up to about two or three kilometers, and he turned on night vision. I was still, and he still lit me up. I put in a bug report, and I got an answer. Working as intended. You know what? This makes Whoa. me. Oh yeah, that would. I think that that's make... weird. Um, you still can't lock on with weapons, but you do get a visual. I mean, really, is yeah. that so bad? Yes. Yeah, I think so. I was talking with my uh, son James, who occasionally uh, jumps in and plays Elite Two, and he's more of a he is much more of a first person shooter, Twitch gamer type guy than I am. And his thing was, oh, it's the new meta. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. He said, everyone's just going to load up fixed weapons now and turn on night vision because all you have to do is aim for the green dot. Yeah. 
doesn't matter what you're flying, doesn't matter what your paint scheme is, doesn't matter what's going on, just find the moving green dot and put your mouse cursor on it. Yeah, all I have to do is aim my beams, my solid little beams, and light them up. So, I mean, it's, it's, I, I think that it's, the, this is, uh, there are arguments about it, and I, I, I kind of was doing the research on it and read both sides of it. I mean, on the one hand, stealth isn't supposed to be a really effective combat tactic. It's just not. There's no cloaking device in Elite Dangerous, and there was never intended to be. And to be quite frank, physics-wise, any heat source within 6,000 meters uh, in the cold darkness of space is going to stick out like a sore thumb. So I understand the whole arguments about it. But the stealth mechanic was already pretty wimpy as it was. This just makes it completely irrelevant. I suppose there's some, there's some argument to be made that if you're in a crowded asteroid field and your green dot looks like all the other green dots, as long as you hold really still, don't move, then maybe there's still some use for it. But it's, it has ta- it, it's basically taken stealth all the way out of the game and I think has made even like gimbaled weapons and turrets for most ships kind of unnecessary in a PvP environment. If you're going to do PvP, it's just turn on turn on night vision and just put your mouse cursor on top of the green dot. So I, I think that one needs to be revisited. I'd like to see them filter it through your contacts panel on the left side so that if it's resolved in your contacts panel and you got a lock on it, then it lights it up with the night vision. But if it's not, then don't. I get why they're doing that, though. I mean, they're not... The night vision isn't something your computer is making happen. It's some. It's a processing of your image. So you're going to see something. The computer still can't see it. The computer's not resolving it and locking onto it with your weapons. You have to use fixed weapons to exploit that. You know, and I get what you're saying there, but I, I, I get why they say it's working as intended and probably not something they'd change. I do think it kills the stealth mechanic, but I think that's an artificial stealth mechanic when you have night vision in the game. Like, why, why cripple night vision that works the way it's supposed to and the way that it would? You know, you would be able to see a ship like that with night vision. Because it, it's not because it's not night vision. I mean, one of the co- commenters said it looks like what they're doing is just identifying edges. You know, they're using the, the graphical renderer to identify edges and putting green paint on it. I mean, that's basically what they're doing. And so it's, it has nothing to do, you know, there's the in-game fiction and there's the how they, you know, how they do in the magic. The magic is it's just looking for edges and putting green a green line on it. The, the in-game thing, I'm not exactly clear how that's supposed to be because if it's not identifiable and targetable on your computer, how does the computer know to paint it green? If it's just if it's just something, if it's not resolvable and the computer doesn't know what it is, how does it know that it needs to paint it? So, and again, we you can have the argument back and forth about fiction or whatever. My point is that stealth was already sort of a crap mechanic to begin with. It doesn't work very well, and it only works in certain edge circumstances anyway. And now they've just taken it and sort of like even even when it could work, they've taken it and made it so it's not going to anymore. They could make it that a black or dark paint job diminishes the effect or destroys the effect. That would be really cool. Because if they if they well, made it that way, you know, you would in order to be stealthy, not only need to be cool, you'd have to be dark, and I think that's realistic. Because I'm not going to try to be stealthy in a bright white ship, right? So right. or a big one, you know, a large size. Even one, a yeah. big one in space is relative. You're far away; it's still not a big one. You know what I mean? So even a big ship painted black with low emissions, at maybe twice the distance of a small ship painted black with low emissions, would look like it's the same size. 
You know, it's not yeah, even it, much distance difference when you're talking about the size of a starship like that. I don't think one of, one of the arguments against that was that was that was put on uh, put out there was that that's almost a pay to win situation because the blackest paint you can get is the Black Friday paint that they sell for three bucks or whatever per ship, and only on uh, the Friday after Christmas for that weekend or whatever. Yeah. So it it would make stealth. The argument is it makes stealth a pay to win concept if you. Uh, attach it to paint color because then you have to go buy a paint pack from the frontier and now it's paid damn your logical arguments ugh (laughs) like it's a good argument it's right it's true you're right yeah it's true it's true but I mean there needs if they're gonna have stealth in there and there are engineers that are dedicated to it right low emission stuff I mean why would you have low emission stuff unless there's some sort of gameplay yeah Yeah. you know treat you can you can do with it so they this is, you know, it's always it's the old battle between the warhead and the shield, right? You know, the, someone comes up with a defense and then you have to get through it. So someone needs to, there needs to be some thought put in, I think, to uh, what the next step is to make sure that stealth isn't a, you know, a complete dead end. There's a lot more going on in Elite than just this, though. It's cool you guys do the experiments. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that was my, again, this is my one complaint. Yeah. Everything else Let's is Let's talk about awesome. the cool positive stuff real quick. Okay. Mining is awesome. No, 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 no. That's not cool. No? Um, no. Come on. Squads, <laughs> squads is cool. Squads are cool, too, but mining is cool. You can have a squad of miners. No. <laughs> that is actually... Oh, my God. No, no. Actually, you can, and that is pretty awesome because yeah. I got to thinking about this. One of the complaints was that each of... The, there's. The, let me back up before we get to the complaint. There are a lot of different weapons you have to have now to make all the mining stuff work. You can have your old-school mining laser. Now you can have some sort of abrasion blaster, and then you can have some seismic charges, and then you can have the rock cracker, you know, death charge things. So that's four weapons total if you want to get the entire mining experience. And plus you have to have something that either goes in a utility slot or an optional uh, module bay that wasn't real clear from the live stream. But so that's a, that's a lot of gear that you need to equip, on, plus a refinery. Yeah. So and plus collector limpets and prospector limpets and a cargo bay to put it all in. I mean, you're talking about a big thing. And I was like, how are new players or people with small ships going to do this? They're not going to do it all. They're going to go out and mine with lasers until they can afford the next best equipment. Or do it in a group. Oh yeah, do it in a wing. Look at that. Do it in a wing. Because you can get everybody can have their little hauler, right? And one person's got the abrasor abrasion thingy, and one person's got the planet cracker, and. One person's got the pulse wave dealy, and you know, and they all have a small cargo base or whatever. One person's got the refinery, so he gets all the junk, and he can eliminate everything else on his side panel, right? Yeah. He can tell his prospector and collector limpets to ignore all the stuff that isn't this one kind of thing. Everybody else can. One person get the materials. I mean, there's a this this new mining mechanic has really sort of opened up the squad stuff, uh, I think, and uh, that that's uh, that that that's a good step. That's a cooperative thing people can do together. Yeah, the squad stuff looks cool. It looks a whole lot like, and and I don't want to take credit for this comment because you you actually brought it up in chat, but it does remind us a lot of the Star Trek Online fleet system. Yeah, the squadrons, the squadrons, I think are pretty clearly taking their cue from that. I don't think that's a uh, bad thing. I think it's, there's some cool stuff no, in there. No, no, I, and honestly, you know, I was, <laughs> if you want to set the way back machine to way way back, I've been a real, I was a relatively constant. Cr- critic of how the fleet system was um, managed and operated in the early days 
and over the years cryptic improved upon it and it was slow progress, but they fixed most of it. Yeah, and if you want to go to the way, way, way back machine, I, I'm the one that started the the Priority One fleet. I, mm-hmm. I was way, way back. Way, yeah, I was the first fleet admiral and set that all up. And it was a, it was a pain. It was an actual. Yeah. It, it was it was hard. It, uh, communication was bad. Getting you know the 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 management was bad. I think we had our first fleet station that was. It took forever to progress in that system, but uh, and and uh, and what Jeff's saying is absolutely true. All that other those other critiques, but as time went on, they took that feedback in and improved the system to something that is works relatively well, um, and it's been going for a long time. And nothing succeeds like success. So uh, that that's that. It seems to me that if 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 you wanted to find a model for how uh, spaceship guild. Uh, deep space operations should work. You could do worse than looking at Star Trek Online um, and trying to, you know, to get some tips and lessons learned from them. And I suspect that one reason why they put off fleet carriers is because they took a look at how star bases were run and some of the tricks and troubles and traps that uh, Cryptic kind of fell into, and found out they needed more time to make sure that they had a good underpinning for how that was going to work. Things like security, things like uh, uh, contributions, things like assistance between squadrons. I think hopefully all those kinds of features are on the on the whiteboard. The reason I get so cranky about corporate guild systems, I, I've run a lot of guilds in, in my online gaming career. And I'm very critical of the systems that help manage those things. And, and like I was telling Tony, I'll be heavily reviewing this as it comes online because it, it's very key to having a successful um, guild system or guild or squadron or whatever we're calling it these days. Whatever it is, it's a group of people that want to play together and and promote not only them the the activities uh, in the game but also be recognizable within the system as well and so it's very um, it behooves the game studio or the or the producers to you know put together something that helps achieve that I had a question I watched a lot of the I watched the live streams and I watched a lot of the commentary but I didn't quite get what they were talking about with competitions um, and seasons um, for competitions and mm. rankings and things. And I, I want to know if you watched a lot of that and had some clarification there. Well, I don't think there's anything clear about it just yet. I'm not sure what a season is. I watched is, it twice and couldn't figure they're... out what they were talking about. I kind of think I know what they're doing. It's kind of like what they do in Destiny. They have these seasons um, where they have certain uh, activities that are uh, only available during, the, during the, this time frame. Let's say it's three months or every quarter. You know, they'll have yeah. season one through four. And during those times, they'll, they'll um, you know, count your stats on the activities that you do. And within the guild system, they're going to rank the, the top players in each, in each uh, squadron and, uh, on a kind of leaderboard system, which will go on to an overall leaderboard. And yeah. there'll be prizes awarded uh, or trophies or whatever little little digital uh, you know icons that will um, show that you have you know participated or competed or scored high enough to be on those leader on those boards. 
That's cool. I'm not a big fan of leaderboards. I, th- I think it drives unnecessary game, but, but some people like that kind of stuff. So I, I, I opt for the opt-out system, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not super excited about the leaderboards either, but I think it's good, uh, a good test bed for them keeping track of stats. Like I said, if they go the direction I think they're going to go, they're going to implement some kind of, you know, ownership system or, you know, a, a fleet asset type of thing. This will help them identify sizes of groups, activities, frequency of logging in, frequency of participation. This will help them figure out what to design for. In Star Trek Online, they designed for groups of about 25 uh relatively active players to hit the goals to unlock features of the starbase. So this leaderboard type activity will give Frontier an idea, okay, how big is the typical squadron? How often do they play? When they play, do they do squadron things or do they go off on their own? And it'll give them some data to, to make the decisions to, uh, to figure out where they want those unlocks to go on the, on the fleet assets. So I, I I see that as this is this is they're going they're I think they're being smart they're going slow with it Star Trek Online came kicked right off the gate with the star bases and I think that was a mistake and I think that they're going a little bit slower about it to find out what their player base does and what their player base actually responds to so uh, probably wise and when you put it that way when you talk about the the squadron activity that you could do I could see everybody having having a mining ship and and set up for you know hey guys we're gonna we're gonna mine tonight we're gonna just you know get together and mine and you could do all kinds of different activities you could fly a cap uh while you're protecting your miners out there you could get a couple guys doing that you, you grab a wing mission you grab a wing mining mission so that there's a there's some credit rewards on top of that then you go after whatever ring or pristine or metallic or whatever you need to go for somebody's out there looking for pirates uh whether you just pick a has res or you do the new ring scanning system and that looks tons cool. of yeah and there's tons of double entendres possible with that because I, I if i had a nickel for every time they said i gotta probe the ring and look for the hot spot uh you know I, i'd have well a lot of money and i'd, I'd have to you know i'd be kind of sweaty it, Tony. Under the can you explain it to me uh, if you have to explain the joke, it's not funny. We'll ha- we'll have Shiv make a some say on it next week. Please somebody draw a diagram. Uh, so we'll get Ken Shatter to draw pictures and yeah, explain we'll, it to me. We'll get we'll get Ken Shatter to draw <laughs> some no, pictures. No, we'll on get it. we'll get the Air Force to draw pictures yeah. in the sky for you. Yeah, or no, it's the Marines. It was the Marines <laughs> well, the last oh, time. Oh yeah, Marines. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so and actually during the during the live stream, they had like a, a Google Translate or Google whatever it is that that uh, transcribes your voice. They had like a, a closed caption thing at the bottom. And one uh, Adam, the executive director guy, said, "Well, I got to look over here at my. We have to look at the contextual menu to find the fissures." And the Google transcription thing said, "We have to look at the sexual menu to find the fissures." And I thought, "Come on, man! You're probing the rings for the hot spot. And now you're looking at that menu. Seriously, it's sexual find fissures." Sexual, Check your yeah, sexual yeah, contacts sexual. for fishers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, come on, man, you're making this too easy. I mean, it's already easy enough. It was, it was bad. Well, but anyway, so this, and plus the all the golf metaphors for mapping. You know, uh, it's like space golf. There's just so many good double entendres here. We're gonna, we'll have sketches for, yeah, for double hours. entendres aside. I had one thing I wanted to mention with mining and this and the new discovery scanner and all the equipment we've got to carry to mine now. 
I feel like mm-hmm. limpets have seen their day. I think we don't need to have limpets be a thing anymore. I don't understand how in the future, uh, technology that is not reusable, that is basically a drone that goes out and picks up a rock and brings it back. You know, what is that, a solid rocket booster on that thing? Why isn't that reusable? Why isn't that a module that I have that just has a drone that goes and gets it and brings it back instead of me having to carry all this cargo for limpets? When Discovery, you have unlimited probes, you fire at a thing, that might even be some kind of a... EM pulse that, you know, lights things up for you. You don't even know what that is. But I feel like carrying limpets the way you do and having these limpet controllers um, when we have all this new mining equipment is a thing that we need to get rid of. Am I alone in that? Uh, no, I don't think you're wrong. I, I, I think I think they might have gone too far with the unlimited discovery pros, but I understand the game decisions, design, why they did it. I think that limpets, they need to bring back or really flesh out the concept of a limpet, of a limpet rack. Like you, if you if you have a size three module bay, you can fit three different kinds of limpet controllers in there, so that you don't have to waste like eight slots for all your different types of limpet controllers. I just feel like they should be reusable drones, like our fighters are, something that are assembled on you know inside. You might have to wait for construction. You know that might be cool. That might be okay. But I, I just that might feel be okay. like carrying those limpets. It makes no sense to buy limpets as a disposable thing that you're just throwing out into space and it brings a rock back and then what's it burned out i don't understand why you don't recharge it or something you know maybe that's better rather than rather than having a limpet a, a limpet rack just have it be like the fighter yeah, just a drone it's your little pickup drone it's not even a it, they're not going to give us tractor beans until tuesday so <laughs> we won't even get them then um so they're yeah, not going to no, give us tractor beams because it's not in the elite universe but a drone that goes and gets it we already have drones we're not even in the fighters you know, put a put a hand on the front of the drone and let it just grab it, grab the rock and drag it home. Something for the actually, I think we should uh, honestly, I think we should call them shuttles, and it should be something that one of your pilots can be in, and you could send a fighter pilot to go and pick up two or three rocks before they got to come back. And then they're all, they're not carrying cargo; they're carrying a fragment, like a piece of cargo. That's not you. You have to get ten of them to make a piece, so it's not like it's even got to have a cargo bay. It's just they're picking up a rock. You know what I mean? It's not even a full cargo bay. Well, what you're talking about, I think, would require probably a lot of, like, design work and the new art and all that kind of stuff. But I think it it seems to me that they've got the fighter system already, right? That's that's like a thing they already have. They already have that. That's a concept that's already in there. All they need to do is basically draw new UI elements, right? And instead of launching a Taipan, you launch a collector yeah. limpet or you launch a prospector limpet. And so I have a size three optional module bay and I have and limpet controllers already have like a maximum number of limpets that can be out. Right. So I, I have there's there's two there's there's two limpet bays that are preloaded. And if I you know, one blows up, you know, or, or expires or whatever, I just have to manufacture another one. And maybe that takes materials. and Maybe it doesn't. Maybe I can maybe I can low maybe i can make eight new ones in each slot and then if i need to reload then then i have to go synthesize you know more raw limpet material yeah but that would mean you don't have to have cargo space for those limpets anymore then you know that that would be that's a different kind of compromise i kind of like that better it makes more internal sense yeah it just uh, does to do it that way i think yeah yeah. All right. Well, see, love the game we're building. It's going to be fantastic. All right. Well, uh, let's, uh, unless, there's, unless there's any other thoughts about the, the beta on Elite Dangerous, seems to be going well so far. We're going to get uh, what's next. Mining will come out sometime around when you're going to get this show downloaded. They didn't say especially when. And we're going to get some new ships. Oh, oh, my God. I can't believe I almost forgot about this. 
they gave away some of the store this week in the beta. We know there's going to be a new Mamba Mark II small fighter, and that looks hot. It's a little tiny rocket sled. And we know that the Crate Phantom is coming out, but they kind of teased that already in their teaser trailer uh, already. But those two ships were spotted in the beta as NPC fighters, so those are on the way. What is the role of the Phantom? Is that a fighter, or is that going to be... From the scans, people did the scans of it. It looks like you lost one of your large hard points, um, but there's maybe stronger shields, and it might be faster. Mm. Going to so be better a little for, bit of punch. Uh, probably for me. Not as a fighter, but as like uh, an explorer that wants to be in yeah. open so I can run away if I need to and take a few hits. <laughs> sure, exactly. But uh, I, I think yeah, I think it's going to be sort of a lighter, faster version of the of the crate mark too. I like it. But the other thing, the other thing that snuck in, and this is this is spoiler alert. So uh, you know, to, you know, put your put your earmuffs on if you don't want to hear this. In the original, in the first uh, beta, it's been patched out now, but there is a videos folder. And that folder usually contains, like, the pop-up screen when you first log in. It's got the, you know, Big Elite logo and the Frontier comes out of the background. This folder also had DLC mission videos, including a mission giver that said, Thanks for contacting me. I got a job for you. My name's Ailey Hunter from the Koei system. So my 50 times great-granddaughter is in charge of security in the Koei system. <laughs> so I'm really, I'm really excited about that. But what's more exciting for gameplay is that it appears that they're at least testing or concepting the idea of downloadable content in the form of a mission pack. Because in addition to that video saying, hey, come get a job, there was soundless videos of that same character talking to you from a pilot's chair that you would normally expect, like, good job, you've caught the pirate, or boy, you suck, you missed him, you got to go try again. You know, little 10-second snippets of, of, uh, of a character animation. So... I kind of uh, like that idea. That's the thing. I'm okay with yeah, it no, even being downloadable and paid for content. If it's like, uh, you know, there's a whole lot you can do in Elite if you want to go and find your own narrative. But being able to say, oh, I'd like to be involved in that story. That'd be pretty cool. I I agree. Um, if, if that, it, again, it's obviously it was an error, a mistake, an oversight. We don't know if it's just concept, if it was something that they whiteboarded and threw away, you know, just snuck in. We have no idea. But I hope it's a sign of things to come because it does look cool. I hope they are short experiences and cheap experiences with and there are many of them that's what i want i don't want to see something where they're like here's a 30 dollar expansion pack that gives you pirate missions and then you have like 10 pirate missions or something that'd be cool but i'd like to be able to see like buy the missions for the nc system or something or right, you know, uh, maybe there's a news article that comes out and you can buy missions associated with it to take part in the narrative maybe i don't know i i have a i that's a whole different debate about DLCs and and buy and pack buy. I, I that's just. I think it's very similar to the way they release their content with Horizons. You can pay to get on planets if you want to, or you can fly the base game. Here you have the base game, and then you, you know it doesn't have much narrative. But if you want to add that, you can add it. I feel like if it wasn't Elite, I would have a problem with it, and I'm only okay with it in Elite because it's not it's not part of the regular game, and I feel like they're holding back narrative or something. To, uh, to sell it in the store. I feel like that's not something they do a lot because I think it's not something Elite has a lot of room for. So if you want to add that, it's an add-on. I get that in their business model is different. That might be okay if Elite had a, you know, a mission, a, a thing from the get-go. I mean, they really don't. I mean, they're not... That's my point. That's not their thing. This is an add-on for them. This is something that Elite doesn't do. So it would be an extra thing that Elite does now that you can add on. 
if this was a game that was story driven and it was all about the story and then they said well now there's more story and we're going to lock it off sometimes I'm annoyed with that um, it's just in this case it's not something we have it's not the way they release their stories it's not the way any of the stories work it's a totally different experience like Horizons is Horizons is a different experience from the base elite because now you're landing and driving around it's a different experience the narrative here would be a different experience also and worth worth paying for the development of in my opinion because they're not making that right now and if it's something we want it's something we can pay for and get more of we just have to show support for it by buying packs and they need to make them many and inexpensive and short is what i'm thinking i kind of agree actually i mean i think of it like a comic book yes right? i mean what's the what's the what's the what's the sticker price of a comic book now three four bucks a lot of the things uh, in bucks. elite's co- in elite store are like that yeah. though they're not expensive yeah, things exactly you know right and apparently that's been satisfactory for them you know paint you know weapon colors are a buck 75 paint packs are three four bucks you know i mean they're comfy yeah, with that I, range. I have no complaint over their. I have no complaint over their their pricing in their store. You know, they. I think they they picked on a really good model. I think I think they made it accessible to everyone. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, you know, I could I could see that. I mean, I, for elite, I could see uh, where that would be okay to add little uh, a little mission pack or something. Uh, if you want, yeah. if that was your thing, it doesn't it doesn't drive everybody to that mission set yes exactly uh, unless unless they have special content like right. you could only get the special gun if you completed the pack I, and i don't think that's the idea here yeah elite's I never done, doubt that that they've never the really idea. done that and and even with the paint jobs tony brought up that that's not a thing they would probably do well you could I, arguably you could say that about the engineers so, i mean i haven't even started engineers and, and yeah. I've only done you know, exploration engineering. Yeah, that's cool about Elite. You just do what you got to do. You know, just do what you need to. Do what you want. The the although the the concept of engineers is pay to win. I think I think there's some validity to that. But you got so much more with the Horizons pack than just engineers. You didn't you you could buy it just for the engineers, but there was a whole lot more to it than yeah, that. Yeah, that's so, true. So I mean, are they know, still it, selling it, it, Base Elite without Horizons? Yeah, I think they so, should yeah. stop. I, I, they, think, I think I think it's time. Really I think should. the time has come. I mean, everybody that has the base one has already paid for it. Anybody that buys it now should just get Horizons and raise the price of base elite by like something to do it if you have to and get rid of it. Just call it a one. Yeah, for accounting reasons, I I imagine what's going to happen is that whatever model they're moving to in the post beyond era, they'll probably roll the base game into one thing because their new revenue model is going to be largely based on whatever this new DLC concept they have is, the premium content that the lifetimers and the original backers are going to get for no additional charge, but their market's going to be, let's get you into this ecosystem with the purchase of the base game, which will include Horizons and Engineers, and then we want everybody to uh, uh, buy these, I'm going to call them comic books, because I that's that's yeah. the feeling I get yeah. from watching these little videos, and I, and I hope we're right about the pricing idea, too. Short, quick uh, mission packs, three, four bucks a pop, uh, that take people on little side adventures that are totally optional. Uh, I, this, I think, is a winning strategy for them because as long as people keep buying them, like Henry said, they'll keep making them. And I, that's, a, that's a good long-term, I think, development path for them. Fantastic. So much to talk about. So we can we can keep the Star Citizen stuff short because I don't have a rant for it because everyone else is mad, but I'm What not, are they mad about? I don't get you it. Do. I watched. You, so you there's a couple things. Come on, I watched RTV, but that was it. No, 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 no. So first thing, easy stuff out of the way. They updated the roadmap. They're you know they're uh, apparently OCS is like done. Nice. Right? So the OCS 
Well, but like the the OCS is not quite done, but it's sort of done. It's not releasable yet, but it's it the the, the, the thing got a check mark. So it's I mean, it, why does it have a check okay, mark if it's not releasable? Well, because like a piece the of check it's mark done, is but done. Not the check mark part. Yeah, we finished the let, check let me, mark. Let me get. Yeah, hang on. I, I've got this. Yeah, the check mark has been completed. We, we have a check mark <laughs> JPEG. It. We have a check mark JPEG, and so we're going to post that online here. But no, let me let me uh, check mark JPEG uh, probably costs forty dollars at CIG. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> Where's that? Where the thing go? Uh, so, so basically, so the three point three. The OCS has a number of line entries in it. So, like, the OCS system is done, but, like, the OCS integration is not. So, like, I mean, they're making progress, but it's not it's not ready for prime time just yet. So, But they're, they're getting there. We're getting closer. By the time the show comes out, we'll be about 10 days away from mid-fourth uh, quarter. So the clock is winding down on mid-fourth quarter of, uh, of 2018. So they, they need to need to haul that over the line uh the net what they've done to sort of make people mad is like a couple things the first thing they've done is they've imposed range limitations on quantum travel yes so yeah this is, i think this is the part this. that jeff yeah jeff i thought this i was pretty sure this is the part that jeff was grumpy about yeah, too I'm grumpy. so basic yeah so not only do you have limited range as far as what fuel you can carry now there's just like an arbitrary cap like you can jump, but we're we're cutting you off at a hundred thousand kilometers. We're you're just done. If you want to jump anymore? You got to re-jump. Aim your ship at the new at the thing again and jump up and watch the animation and and fly. So there's some people who are a little upset at that. Little? This yeah. really is a big deal. Apparently it is. It it, it really is. I mean. I, I'm not sure I can get behind their explanation for this, but but theorycraft rise, you know, uh, if you are in the future and you've got all this tech and you're, I don't know, I just it boggles the mind that the, the stuff they come up with is sometimes to explain their actions, but but basically, you overheat your quantum jump drive and you and you got to shut it down at a hundred thousand astro miles or whatever they're, they're astro miles. <laughs> Well, you, you got great. to use space bucks to buy the gas, so you can fly a certain number of astro miles. Yeah. And then you got to change your space. You have to change your star oil. You have to change yeah. your yeah. yeah. So it, okay, it really- <clears throat> Jeff, when you say they've got all this technology, and I feel like that's that's not realistic. Even a technology where you have to shut it down and cool it down after a hundred thousand space miles is still beyond anything we've got, and pretty cool. Like well. I put it on the on the very same uh, uh, theme as your limpet. Well, why you need limpets in in mining, kind of thing. Maybe you know I could see that I, argument. I mean, we've already proven that we can do this. You know, in the in, in the iterations up to the up to this point, that we can travel. You know, however far our fuel takes us. Uh, before it was unlimited, and now they they fuel limited. Right. Uh, uh, fuel limited. Uh, yeah. See, yeah, I think you're dial you're dialing in on what has got everybody sort of mad. Because first of all, you know, it's like the idea is that I'm on a quantum drive to my destination. Mm-hmm. Boom, I'm gone, and boom, I'm here, and now gameplay shall commence. Well, not anymore. Now you got to look at your gas tank, and you got to stop at all these truck stops along the way. Right. All right, fine. I'll stop at the truck stops. Well, hang on. 
it might take you two or three jumps to get to the truck stop. Even if you got enough gas to get there, it might be too far away for you to make it in one jump. Now you got to stop every every two or three hundred space miles, it, it, astro miles. It, it makes me feel like they don't have enough content or there's not enough to do, and you're forcing people to... to... Thank you, Tony. I, Bingo. I, yep. Yep. Yeah, he sees my finger pointing at him like on the nose, buddy. Yes, it, this this smacks of of we're gonna we're gonna let you have a sense of pride and accomplishment going from point A to point B. Yeah, it's, it's time unnecessary time gating is what it is to me. Unnecessary. Now, some people were commenting that well, this is the same thing in Elite Dangerous, right? You have to jump from star to star. I want to go to the star over here, but I am forced to stop. Even if I have enough fuel to make the jump of the whole way, my jump drive will only go so many light years, and so I have to go from star to star to star. But the point is, I can go from star to star to star. (laughs) Right, (laughs) yes. These waypoints are natural and sort of like it's explained in the lore, and I can get better jump drives so I can skip more stars. Yeah. Now the, the the argument, of course, is well, your quantum drive will you'll, will sell you a better quantum drive so that you only have to stop every eight hundred space uh, astro miles rather than one hundred astro miles. That's fine and that's good. This was not told people to people at the very beginning. They may have bought ships with the idea that I'm going to be nimble and fast, and now I'm plodding along inside the solar system. So now I need a eight hundred dollar carrier to make a big jump. I mean, so this is where the sort of imaginations being what they are and game design being what it is, we're having some collision here of expectations versus development reality. And some people are a little upset about that. Include me with those some people, because I think this is really unnecessary. And, and just another, and just another, uh, I don't know. I, I'm on one hand, I'm really, I'm really loving the game and how their game is developing and, and the systems are creating, the visuals are great. The gameplay is for the most part, you know, spawn on and flying the ship is just a, a beautiful sense of, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, I have to take, I have to take my, my joystick with me and my clutch my hand because I, I really want to fly this game. But uh, uh, <laughs> for those of you at home, Jeff actually uh, waggled a disassembled joystick in our faces actually, on it's camera. My, it's my home. It does that. It, it allows it comes me to, off. It comes off. Yeah. It's, it twists off. Okay. That could be that could be scary in the middle of a flight if that happened. Um, so, uh, but this, yes, the, the, there's some there's some expectations hitting reality here, and I want and I want to make clear that I don't care because I've been saying mini jump points from pretty much day one. So none of but the surprises is a, or shocks this isn't me. A, this isn't a mini jump point issue. I know I'm well aware. Yeah, this is like the opposite of mini jump points. Yes, they're exactly. going away from they they are illustrating to me perfectly why mini jump points should be a thing. Because they're going exactly. I'm putting you in a covered wagon and sticking you on the Oregon Trail. <laughs> yeah, more or less. Yeah, um, but there's another thing too that has got some other people upset, and it's about the Valkyrie, because the Valkyrie has that big, nice bay. You know, that big, nice, wide bay oh, yeah. that fits the 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 big uh, the, some of the big uh, wheeled vehicles in it. But apparently, you are not going to be putting any cargo in there, young man, because cargo does not belong in the big bay only vehicles and so people are like well it's a nice big empty spot you know big flat thing why can't i just stack a few tons of cargo in there and cag's like well it's not a cargo ship and people are like i can still put things in there and they said yeah i suppose you could good luck with that don't do any tight turns and everyone's like well but you know this is supposed to be a multi-role ship and cag not says yeah it's a gunship and a yeah not that role it's a gunship and a drop ship 
and every and, every, and you oh know. Oh my god! Who a, thought that up? Here's the thing: if there's no ship, if there's nothing to, if there's no vehicle for you to drop out of your drop ship, and you stack boxes in it, it's a cargo ship today. Well, yeah, that would be like the logical. That's I, what makes it multi-role. That would be logical, but they're, CIG is not going to put the cargo lock points down. I understand that, they're not but gonna, that's a mistake. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's not. That I, makes no sense. I, you're I'm not, not complaining at you. I'm, I'm saying it for them. No, no, no. It makes no sense. I agree with you. No, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense at all. It, and a lot of people are kind of like upset about this because it's it 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 doesn't make any sense from either a gameplay or in in fiction. Uh, in real life, people... it doesn't make any sense. You don't think no. you, don't, you don't think uh, the C one thirty sitting on the on the flight deck out right. there that's that's uh, a freaking gunship is is not hauling cargo when it's going from one spot to the other. You're uh, sadly mistaken. Yeah, yeah, because a tie down is a tie down is a tie down, right? Whether you're whether you've got a a, a, hum, a hummer. Or whether it's a you know uh, four pallets of water, it just doesn't. It's matter. just a matter of cost effectiveness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What am I doing today? Like Henry said. Oh my God! What? Who's yep. running the show over there? I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Again, again, I'm not upset. I don't really. You know, no skin off my nose because it's just this is, this is the sort of thing that gets gets under people's skin when they have expectations, right? It's like, oh, there's a big empty space in the back of it. Clearly, I'm going to use it some days to haul cargo. Other days, it's going to be for for an assault uh, uh, rover or whatever. Yeah, I'm needed halfway. Nope, I'm, I'm needed halfway across the system. My team members need me, but I think I'll run empty over there. So I, you know, right. I'm not <clears throat> not making any money. This will be a a loss situation for me. But I'm just going to accept that and go over there anyway. I, I you know. I'm not even going to have a Valkyrie, and I, I I feel for these people because that's utter insanity. Well, and I think this is this is coming from some of the comments I've seen and from the Q and A about this. Exactly, one of the last questions was, "Well, are we ever going to see anything that said, well, maybe one day we'll do a variant? Maybe oh, one day we'll do what? a variant?" And I'm like, "They're going to install variant, hooks for you to put the bungees on to hold your boxes in place. <laughs> oh that's God. the variant. They have no." Yeah, they have no plans at this time, <laughs> crazy, but maybe someday dude. they'll have a cargo carrier. Well, not if you are selling these ships for three hundred bucks a pop. It's That's not. why it's crazy. That yeah, ship should do okay. everything. Should have heated seats. <laughs> yeah, I, and, and again, this is sort of a design. <laughs> I want a toasty ass when I get. <laughs> well, maybe the, your drop seats do have toasty asses because right now you can't pull those out. They're they're fixed to the wall. You're, they're they're stuck there. They might as well be first class. So, you know, they probably do have to, they probably do have heated, heated seats in those. But this is just a design philosophy difference that modularity at, uh, from CIG's perspective comes from when you buy the ship. And maybe on, on uh, like, this uh, do they still a, have... This isn't a module question, though. This is, well, this is it, no, this is empty, uh, utilizing empty space. And, and like, in a game where they said, put things where you want, pack things how you want, leave stuff laying all over the place. Oh, they'll let you. Yeah, but it makes you no can, sense can, that a cargo bay that can carry a big car. <laughs> it's a vehicle bay, not a cargo bay. I need to put on my Sean voice for this. Yeah, you see, it's not a it's not a cargo bay per se. It's more like a it's crafted and designed individually to be a vehicle carriage area. <laughs> and and you this? carry that vehicle like cargo. Well, yes, but it's not cargo. It is, in fact, a vehicle, sir. And, you know, what you could do, sir, is you could put stuff in the glove compartment of the vehicle 
which would be cargo for the vehicle, then you could carry the vehicle in the vehicle. I wonder bed. if Sean would, would fit in the glove box of that vehicle. Sean, yeah, <laughs> Sean, yeah he would. You'd fold them up. You'd, you'd well, fold them in half. Like, put them right that'd in. Be here. like taking my Cutlass Red, right, which was supposed to be, you know, a rescue ship that I, I not anymore. Apparently, that's the Apollo now. You have to get the Apollo now. I think. I think for some the, I don't remember what it was, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was like the Apollo is the only thing that's going to have like medical bay things. No, I, as far as I remember, the Cutlass Red was still a, uh, a medical variant. Oh, okay, I, I could be wrong. Yeah. So Jeff just corrected me. Thanks, Jeff. Well, I'm just. I'm but yeah, just, I I I haven't really kept up on it. I, I know I've been flying the Cutlass the Cutlass Black around. That. They haven't finished finished that ship yet, but. Um, It'd be like it would be like I could haul medical supplies, but I couldn't haul uh, patients. Or you, you know what I'm? Yeah, maybe. I mean, that could be right. I mean, I don't know if that if like a like a, a gurney, you know, like a like a, a medical gurney is going to count as cargo, or that has to have a special passenger compartment uh, attached to it. I don't know. I mean, that may be. But if they're going to get that specific, that's at least a possibility. This is for vehicles. This is for cargo. This is for personnel. Um, maybe. So, anyway, so like I said, I don't care. This, this doesn't rub me any either way, one way or the other. But a lot of people are upset about it, so I uh, thought we should thought we chat about it. And Ken Shadow's not here today, which is a shame because I'm sure he could have set set us straight on a lot of this stuff. But, oh, I think he would be just as upset. Eh, yeah, maybe, eh, maybe could be, but we won't speak for him. Even though I promised I would uh, present his uh, opinion uh, as authoritatively authoritatively as I could, but I don't just I just don't know. Anyway. Can we address chat first in uh, Twitch? Yeah. Um, what, a couple what's, of people what's, what's have saying? posted a few things. Um, Jason Jim. Calgar, or Jason Smith, says uh, that he doesn't think the game needs to be so realistic that you've got to make pit stops like in a car. Yeah. A pit stop in the car, are you talking about uh, emptying my bladder pit stop, or are you talking about fueling up? Fueling up is... <laughs> Both? I think he's talking fueling. about when, when uh, you were talking about the overheating and things like that. This right, is a callback right, to that because right. he posted it a little while ago. Yeah. Um, and then also Amontillado says there's a bar citizen in D.C. tomorrow. I didn't know that. I thought that was next week. I just Googled it. I thought it was like the 13th or something. Um, so I can't respond because I can't get into chat. I'm running the stream and I'm having some issues on this other machine. So I can't get in and respond to Amontillado. But if there is one in D.C. tomorrow, I'll see if I can get down there. I didn't realize I'm really close. So um, I'll look it up. And Amandiola said the Apollo has two beds, the Cutlass Red has one. So that's the difference between the two medical ships. So, uh, yeah, I didn't think they changed the Cutlass Red at all. All right. So, so yeah, you, you, won't, you won't have to have a problem with the Cutlass Red then as soon as they finish it someday. Okay. Uh, now that we're all caught up on Space Sim News, let's get caught up on Space News with Galactic Public Radio. <laughs> Good evening from Galactic Public Radio on NC. I'm Spencer McDunn, and these are the top headlines from around the known galaxy. The Federation isn't the only superpower facing internal pressures on its social order. For the latest, we go to Smooth Furnace in the Akinar system. Thanks, Spencer. Even as a string of corruption scandals plague a number of high-profile federal corporations, both the Empire and the Alliance are confronting unsettling internal pressures as well. 
According to Imperial Herald reporter Cassia Carvalho, a radical group called Nova Imperium and its leader, known only as the Imperator, is stirring up nationalistic themes throughout the empire. Carvalho writes, quote, Many traditionalist citizens, unhappy with recent cross-superpower cooperation, have embraced the Imperator's rhetoric. On several worlds, Nova Imperium's followers hold rallies with a distinctly martial feel, end quote. The Imperator's adoption of an Imperial Navy uniform and use of phrases like a return to the honor of the old days and the glory of Akinar has some commentators worried that a potential challenge to the Duval dynasty is in the works. While there has yet been no official response from imperial authorities, the assassination of the previous emperor by the militant Emperor's Dawn faction no doubt weighs heavily. The alliance doesn't fare any better with the closure of the investigation into the murder of presidential candidate Phasia Silva. Silva was found dead just days before the election in her apartment on Hume Orbital, apparently the victim of poisoning. Inspector Aaron Sangster of Alliance Interpol told GPR, quote, the use of a sophisticated nerve toxin and the circumvention of security at Hume Orbital suggests the involvement of one or more professional assassins. Unfortunately, we have now exhausted all possible avenues of investigation and are left with no option but to consider the case closed. End quote. Are the institutions of government under coordinated siege, or are authorities failing to keep up with the galactic security situation? In orbit of capital in the Achenar system, for Galactic Public Radio, I'm Smooth Furnace. Thanks, Smooth. Engineer Ram Ta has publicly declined to participate in the proposed joint venture with the Sirius Corporation. In a statement released to the media, Mr. Ta said, quote, These technologies developed using principles discovered by the Guardians are too important to become corporate products. I have no doubt that Sirius would aim for maximum profits rather than using the knowledge to aid humanity, end quote. Mr. Ta further stated that the support of Aegis Research has been sufficient to ensure that many pilots had access to affordable Guardian modules. Some commentators have, on condition of anonymity, told GPR that they have disagreed with that assessment. One pilot told GPR, quote, Ramtaz's chain is held by Aegis, and Aegis is run by the superpowers. That means that independent pilots only get what the powers that be want them to get, and at the price they dictate, unquote. When asked to comment, Sirius CEO Lee Yong-ri only stated that the offer remained open. Finally, in local news, snap elections have been called in the NC system. The Federation-supported faction revolutionary N.C. Free called for a vote of no confidence in the administration of independent corporation guard frequency response. GFR Executive Director Teresa Vallis told GPR, quote, While our administration of Denver Station hasn't been perfect, I believe the people of the N.C. system have seen a major improvements in services and safety over the past few months. Our agenda is not set by some distant superpower, but focused squarely on the good of this system. The election is a perfect opportunity to see if people agree with me, end quote. For Galactic Public Radio, I'm Spencer McDunn. Good night.
You want to fly or not? Let's kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. So, uh, so Dan and Ken Shadow are going to go to the storage room, and Clemens will go to the manufacturing uh, plant with Adira, and that leaves Red and Ale and Chen. And Chen is like, I want to see you finish the job. Uh, so she's going to go to the manufacturing area as well. So Red and Ale, what do you guys want to do? Do we have sandwiches? We are in the kitchen. Do you want to stick I, it? The red and ale want to stick around and make sandwiches. Actually, well, not really sandwiches. What I was thinking is, I'd like to get a crack at the security terminal. Everybody's busy, so if everybody starts walking the, down the hall and I just under walk the cover of making sandwiches, under the cover under whatever. Of I wasn't even going to do that. I was going to like, as people go to do their own thing, just kind of wander back. I want, Please. I want, I want Red Barnes and Ale to roll bluff checks for me. Four. You're not convincing. You're like so. Like they start. Everyone starts heading for the door, and 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 uh, Clemens turns back to you and goes, "Gentlemen, we're going." Uh, I thought I thought Red already convinced him that he was staying to get provisions. It was well, just no, that was a perception check. That was a perception. No, I rolled check. a I rolled a ten streetwise to yeah. uh, say I'm going to make some food. That's why it threw me off when. Oh uh, that, no. Okay. Well, that was that was just to make sure Dan didn't like like tell you don't touch my shit. That was, uh, that was that was that was Dan. That, you know, you're messing with Dan's stuff there, but you but you know, but you're 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 Red Barnes has been around the labor market for a while. He knows about this union stuff. Once you quit, you really don't have any objection anymore. That was that was the streetwise check. Uh, and, but, Hen- Henry, you go you go with them. Red, you come with me. You guys can watch the doors while we while while uh, while we're in the rooms. I I want Ken Shadow to make a bluff check. Got a nine. Okay. Tied, but we're gonna. I'm gonna give you the tie. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you the win on that one. So he. So Clemens kind of looks at you and goes, "Yeah, good plan." And so uh, the door gets opened back up. The table gets pulled out of the way. Door gets opened up. Basically, directly outside the kitchen door is a hallway directly ahead. The as you go, it's a very it's a shorter hallway. And on the left is the manufacturing plant door, and just a little bit farther on the right is the uh, storage room door. Uh, so at that point, the team sort of uh, we we split the party at this point. Um, first, what I want to do oh, is we're all gonna die. <laughs> oh, I should have you roll stealth checks. Everybody roll, everybody roll stealth for me. Uh, can my stealth be to uh, not actually follow them uh, and stay in the kitchen? I tripped over something stupid. Rolled a natural one. You could roll another time if you'd like. I still have a karma point. I have seven now. Okay. That's a lot. <laughs> That's yeah, you got a lot of karma left compared to some other people. Uh, I'm rolling. What is it I'm rolling again? Stealth. 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 So, Red, if you didn't... Oh, if you didn't nice. Clue, if you didn't clue into the fact that you guys were going to stand in the hallway where we cannot see you and the, watch right. the door, that right. was that was your yeah. hint that you can come back here without anybody knowing they're coming back here. Okay. I think everybody got that. I, I, that, that but that's, except that's, for Red, who said he wanted to roll the stealth to come back. Right. So, the, well, the stealth check you've just done, the stealth check you've just done is to make sure that you don't set off, you know, crazy people coming after you. The doors crazy are locked. Crazy people are locked. The doors are locked, 
but that doesn't mean that the crazy people aren't aware or can't hear. Because remember, their, uh, their senses are heightened and they're paranoid. What's that sound? Oh my god! Yeah, What's they could shoot through the wall and come at us like yeah, yeah the or, or start banging on doors. You don't, you don't need doors in the elite universe. It's not when you have chain guns and stuff, you know, under your claw, under your bed. You know, you make a door. You're familiar with this, right? Making a door. This is a thing you're, you you guys have worked with before, I think. Hey, no, I have no. tell us how that goes. No, are yeah, talking, what are you talking about? Yeah, no, you guys have no clue what I'm talking about here. Okay, but you successfully uh, make it into the hallway. You don't alert any of the crazy people. Your uh, Barnes and uh, uh, Ale post up outside the doors. Give Ken Shadow a big old wink, uh, and they're outside. The party gets split up. Once uh, you guys are outside. Barnes and Ale can head back to the kitchen. I'll let you use that same stealth roll. You're back in the kitchen. So the party split up into three areas here. I'm going to start with uh, the party that went into the storage room. So that's going to be uh, Ken Shadow and Dan and... Who'd you take? Did, and somebody else? Oh, that no. was it. Well, no, that the other person was red. Yeah, in your door watcher. In your door watcher. Okay, so Ken Shadow and Dan. All right, so you go into the room. It's It's dark. Dan fumbles around, finds a light switch, pop, you come in. It's 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 like a basic storage room. Uh, roll perception for me. Uh, it's a low three. Okay. He rolls a three. Dan rolls a seven. And he goes, I think there's, there's like stuff over here. This is the condiments. We, we, we would go through a lot of ketchup here. You would not believe. Uh, okay, so here is uh, the toiletries. So, okay, this I think doesn't. This is weird. This I think maybe is a thing. And he points at a couple of of those two foot square, foot cubed containers that you pretty much immediately recognize. Okay, uh, are they locked? Uh, yes, they're. Would you care to open them? Yeah, I'm, I should probably double check. Okay, roll a security for me. It's an eleven. Uh, so. You, you've seen these a lot before. You think you have the thing down and like an idiot who doesn't change the combo on his luggage. These things are not yet out, right? It's still in storage. It's not yet in circulation. So they didn't bother changing the admin code. Mm -hmm. Thing pops up. Inside, you find uh, the, the packets of drugs stacked up, ready to go, pre-wrapped you know pre uh, wrapped or whatever in the cellophane, plastic wraps. It's, it's the stuff. Uh, with that same roll, again, it's an admin code. You pop the thing open, same same deal in the second box. <clears throat> what you care to do with these boxes you've located? All right, is there, a, in, a, from a, would my character know an easy way to destroy this stuff? Um, you know, from, I, I don't, I, I mean, I could think of bad sci-fi ways of starting fires <laughs> in, in pure oxygen environments, um, but I don't know if, if, uh, I don't want to kill myself in this process. Um, also, uh, taking all this stuff doesn't seem to be fruitful. There's no reason to, to, to... We already have a sample. There's no reason to take all of this back. Do you say any of this out loud? No, um, this is my internal monologue. Um, I, I guess I'll ask Dan, since he seems to be a font of knowledge. Um, you know a quick way we can destroy all this stuff? Uh, we could throw it away. You have an... In oh, so you have a garbage chute or incinerator here? Uh, well, see, the trash gets uh, incinerated, and then we recycle the components. So it's like, like, it's like not quite. It's it's a it's a homegrown process. I have some hand in designing it myself. I oh really? I don't really? care. Yeah, I, I don't mean to brag, but see, we we reduce it to its component chemicals, and then you seem to be a very well put together fellow. Did you help design I, that? 
I, I, didn't, I didn't design the entirety of it. I, re, I designed the process by which we reclaim it. The machine itself is commercially available, but I have... It's my own... I, I, I don't want to waste things, really. You know, waste it not, want not. We're not in the middle of nowhere. It sounds almost artisanal. It, the, it's a unique formula. I don't think its application has been done anywhere but here. Uh-huh. It's really... It's, it's something that I don't think you're going to find anywhere else. You had to go a long way to experience it. You had to come to me, kind of mm-hmm. the ass end of space. But, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a unique experience. All right. Well, if you wouldn't mind, can you, you want to help me yeah, carry this just, over there? We'll just uh, head back to the kitchen then, probably. Just, uh, the incinerator, the, uh, the, the reclamator machines back there. We'll just go do that. Uh, you know what? I didn't drag it that far. Is there anything in here that we can use to destroy that? He looks around and he's like, this is a storeroom. Oh. We here, store you know what? There's Why don't some you toilet get... paper. There's some Crisco. Space Crisco It's the best. Oh, look, there's Thorwax. That's what the extra floor wax is. No one ever uses it, though. This floors really do need some work. Need some attention. Okay. Not can my job, just, though. Can, can you give me a minute, then? Because I'm going to double check that there's nothing in here we can't use, because I'm kind of a, sure. a kind, of, kind of an artiste. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put my visor down while I'm doing my, my, my looking around. I'm like, sure. like how, what's, your, what's your ETA, guys? Uh, so do you, if you do that, we're going to have to go other places. So you're, you're done for the minute, then? Yeah, so okay, I'm, I'm looking right. around at the same time, obviously. Okay, I got all right. six, so we'll, we'll leave the action there. I don't expect there. to find anything of interest, but I'm stalling for them to okay. get done. So when we okay. go out in the hallway, the people that need to be there are there. Fantastic. So uh, we're going to pull away from what I'm going to loosely refer to as the action in the storage room uh, and go to <laughs> go to the exciting developments in the kitchen with Ale and Red Barnes. Let's see what they're up to. I'm making sandwiches. <laughs> so Red's I want to try to get in the terminal then. Red's actually making sandwiches. All right, but I'm so. getting a sandwich when we leave. Make sure okay. you spit in Dan's sandwich, please. <laughs> All right, so so Henry, you're at the terminal. What do you want to do? I want to break into it and I want to hack the Gibson and steal all the files, the so wares. Let's do this thing. So let's uh, watch you roll security for me, and then computer. Security. I got a nine. I got a twelve. Fantastic. And then roll computer for me. And computers. A four. All right. So you were kind of watching over the shoulder of him putting that stuff in, and you, you kind of you figured out what you, what you need to do to sort of bypass it. You get into the computer, no problem. But once you're in there, it's like it's it, you you didn't watch closely enough or carefully enough to figure out the interface. Hmm. So it's like you're like uh, it's it, it's it's not it's not you're not familiar with this particular system. Basically. Can I call Shiv for help? You certainly can. Hey, Shiv, uh, Red, put down the mustard and come here, man. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, I'll go over and... Yeah, roll, you roll a computer, but you get a plus one on top of whatever you roll, because you saw uh, what's-his-face. You're right up close and personal with him doing it. Uh, six. Six. Uh, all right, so y- y- you like you you mostly remember how to do it, but you're not 100% sure that you remember quite everything. Just, what uh, were you, you what know, you... go to the file system and copy the, copy the files off. Okay, that's all you want to do? You just want to copy that? Copy this file system? Yeah, for now. I'll let you just do that because that's like that's not a hard thing, uh, and you've already you're already in. So, hey, Adira, did I, I didn't make you roll anything for that, did I, Adira? Or I made I, I made sure you didn't roll a natural one. That's what I did. Yeah. yeah so so uh, Shiv, roll roll one more, and just don't get a natural one. Okay. So yeah, you copy the file system over. Yeah, just you just do all that stuff. Man, I don't uh, know why people use this operating system. It's not standard. <laughs> Yeah. And they go back to uh, making sandwiches. You go back to making sandwiches. All right. So, uh, copies. 
you weren't able to you weren't able to do anything that affected the security system or change any settings or do anything like that. But you are going to get all the video recordings, all the you know user logins, codes for the doors, you know, all that stuff is going to be downloaded onto your uh, your PDA, your handcom. All right, so we're going to leave you guys there, finishing lunch, finishing making the sandwiches, uh, and we'll go to the manufacturing room, which is uh, Adira and the two. Uh, lab personnel. We're going to call them loosely. I think that's it, isn't it? Yes. Uh, so, all right. So, just we're going to. Just three of us. Yep, just three of us. They go inside. You, basically, what you're seeing is uh, a, a mechanized, pretty complex. Uh, it looks like a giant kitchen, really. Uh, there are some uh, some large, like, like cracking vats. Uh, there are uh, some uh, 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 large industrial mixers. And uh, some racks that look like for cooling and for settling and stuff like that. And so uh, Clemens starts to kind of light up and start to give you a more or less accurate but completely non-technical explanation of how everything works in the room. Like, you know, again, typical CEO. And the Framistan connects to the Dingleberry and that goes over to here. We're very proud of this. I don't care about how it works. I want to know how to shut it all down. Well, if you'll pay attention you'll be able to figure out the most effective way to put well, the thing, to, to destroy <laughs> everything. Now listen very carefully. So it goes from here to here, and Chen is sort of like rolling her eyes at this point, and she wanders over to the basically like the, the, the control terminal and starts to tippity-tap on it. Okay. Uh, am I close enough to her to see what she's doing? You look over her shoulder okay. and she looks like she's accessing like the 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 logistical program, like you know, part A moves to part B, you know, and then things move around. It's it's not, it's the it's the uh, the mechanics. We'll put it that way. So she's accessing the mechanics of the room. Okay. So want to let her keep working? Well, Clement, I'm Clemens is still gabbering about what she's doing. I am trying to dump everything here into the kiln, and then we're going to heat it to until it's critical. And then this, the machine will melt itself, basically, with the product in it. And she keeps on tippity-tap, tippity-tap, tap-tapping. Okay. Um, Clemens ignore, so- is ignoring her completely, pointing at that. Oh, we could try this. Ooh, that's a good spot there. We dump that into here, and then that will cause this. To, and he's just like, he's... So from what I can see of what she's doing, is she doing what she says she's doing? Roll a computer check. No, actually, hmm, roll a science. Roll a science check. Science. Ah! Ah, natural one! <laughs> no. <laughs> Try it again. Spend the karma. Spend that karma. That's okay. I had nine karma left. Oh, okay. Now yeah, I have eight. Science. Four plus one is five. Five. You, you, she, she talks a good game. You think it seems like it. Probably. Maybe. Okay. You got I'm, no reason to not believe her. Let's put it that way. Okay. I'm... Gonna let her keep doing what she's doing, but I'm not gonna okay. take my eyes off of her. So. <laughs> okay, she's still going, and Clemens goes. So, I think we should dump everything into the kiln and overload the heating element. What do you say? Okay, buddy, what's on your mind? We're all friendly, so let's just be friendly. Some say he's got a book coming out real soon. Hopefully. But then again, he probably shouldn't have eaten it in the first place. But all we know is he's called the Shiv. We'll have to deal this week's feedback. Give it a minute, Jeff. <laughs> Give it a minute. It's a good one. Okay. Give it a minute. It'll eventually 
Come out. Slide out. It'll <laughs> actually come out. No, 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 no. Not getting it. Don't push too hard. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, she, has, she has been in rare form the last couple of weeks. Nice job. Anyway, can I get to a recap of last week's? Game? Yeah, go ahead. And do, <laughs> yes, go ahead and do the please. recap. Okay, so getting to the recap of last week's community question, who's winning the sexy cloud contest, Frontier or CIG? And what simple tools or commands would you like to see to help test Star Citizen, like a stuck command or a look centering button, or actually any game you test and play? Sean Newboy writes in, Love the show, everyone. Always have the soon-to-be prisoners carry heavy loads. Yes, yes, the RPG, you always want to make sure that the NPCs are the ones actually, you know, hauling stuff. I don't know why they weren't just prisoners. We were so nice to them, we should just grab them and drag them out of there and talk to them later. Yeah, it's because the DM's running the game, and because at one point someone's going to pull out the grenades that Clev didn't let you have. They're one of them are going to have a grenade in this pocket if you if you don't do it right. So ah. that's that's that. No, it's a, it's part of the fun of being the DM. It's just like, yeah, you guys are being rude. I'm just going to blow everybody up. You that's know, terrible. Three, three, two, one, disintegrate. Yeah, yeah, but you know that's why. That's why you want you can be the DM next time. You know, no, the DM? no, that's okay. All right. the, the job's open if you like it. Amontillado writes in and says they are called Cloud Imperium for a reason, you know. Point taken. Cloud, you know, sexy clouds, for sure. I, I don't know. After playing, after after jumping back into Elite and seeing how gorgeous it really is, and they've done some amazing effects. We didn't even. I know. Oh, I know. I know. We missed it. We didn't even talk about the lighting. Yeah. We didn't talk about the lighting change. We need to for like five seconds. Okay. For like five seconds, okay. we do okay. because it's kind of gorgeous. Jess, you like it, huh? Yeah, I do. I, I do. I, it's it, it really it really made the unicert five seconds time. <laughs> it pops, man. <laughs> it does. It does. Look, I really like it, but you know the main thing that I got from all the streams that I've listened to, and I've listened to like I'm working and I listen to just streams all day today um, mm-hmm. and yesterday, and a lot of people are complaining about lighting. I don't understand it. They're, they're talking about being too bright, too in your face. And I'm like, man, you can see your dashboard now. You can see your console. You can, um, you yeah. know, there's glare from the star. There's atmospheric effects when you when your glass is broken. There's all kinds of coolness happen. How are we complaining? Yeah. I, I don't get I don't get it either. I got three words for you. Buck up, Junior. <laughs> <laughs> it's too bright. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's beautiful. It looks good. Leave him alone. You did a good job. Kid. Put on some broadcast sunglasses. And get over it. <laughs> and some big boy pants. Big boy pants. <laughs> I I like the lighting changes yeah, quite a bit. I do too, man. Difference. I love it. It's a huge fantastic. Difference. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it, it make it makes it does it. Uh, there's a there's a teensy bit of the sort of comic book feel uh, that people talked about when they were showing not the beta but like the the previs in the yeah. stream. I get that a little bit inside the station, just a, just a bit. But once you're out in the yeah. in space and looking at the planets and, and stars and asteroids and all that other kind of stuff, I, no, that all goes away. The stations, when you're approaching a station that's half sunlit and half dark, it just it the the difference in the in the in the shading or whatever it is they're doing makes it just look some more much more, much more vibrant. Yeah, it's, it's it makes a huge difference. That's that yeah. color grading. That is cool yeah. stuff. It's really good. Now, yeah. Until as far as star system goes, until I actually fly through one of those, you know. Nebulas that they were showing off on the uh, on the on the um, stream. I can only gauge by what I see on on video. I mean on on replay. I, I do have to say that I, I I'm really looking forward to the visual uh, cues that are coming our way in Star Citizen. I really am. Uh, I think they've done an amazing amazing job. And if I were to 
announce a winner, I would say it would have to be Cloud Imperium on this one. Uh, actually, one other thing that uh, uh, we didn't cover during the Elite thing, but the Cloud volumes are being kind of discovered now in the beta, and they're kind of you know out there in the in the in the deep black. Um, people are finding these big, giant, spiky crystal structures in them. They were teased a little bit in the uh, trailer video. If you, like, paused the frames and zoomed in and enhanced, you know, like on CSI, you could see them kind of hiding in the clouds, but people are actually locating them in, in Elite Dangerous now. And so these volumetric cloud effects are actually going to, are actually hiding, concealing uh, some things that are going to need to be explored or taken apart. Mm. or you know, Probably somehow. shot. This is Elite. When Probably we find shot. something, we shoot it. <laughs> That's right. You have to you Hey, have you to never interact. know. It might charge the device. It might charge <laughs> no, the device. We'll have, we'll Fire have, on it. Right. We'll have to engineer a very special type of wavelength laser that we then have right. to mount on our SRV, and then we'll have to go and figure out what frequency it's on and attune Dude. to it. And, and it takes to, 800 uh, blueprints from an ancient yeah, civilization yeah, yeah. that right. no one's <laughs> discovered yet that I'll don't show up on our Jeff scanners in order to get back. one of those guns, and you need two of them to do that. Yeah, but I want to go back to what Jeff just said. Can you imagine driving an SRV on a giant uh, tinker toy in the middle of space? Oh, that would be so cool. That could be kind of yeah, cool. That would be cool. cool. There'd be no, land a- no gravity to hold you down. Well, but your thrusters, yeah, uh, your yeah, SRV, yeah. hell, we're driving around on At gravity plants point, with 0.03. Wouldn't it make more yeah. sense to just fly around it and not well, be sure, traction to it? Wouldn't it, be, it? wouldn't it be more fun to drive on it? No. Yes. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Maybe that'd be cool. Yes. Uh, yeah. right, yeah. be cool anyway. to drive around inside of something like that. That would be totally awesome. Yeah. Drive around outside of it and then go inside it. That would be sure. pretty fantastic. In general feedback, Silent Hunter UK. To be honest, I want the option to choose. A scenic route is nice, but after a while, the scenic route gets a good deal less scenic. Also, Bobo loses every time to Bebo, the god of war. Well, there's no cl- there's no feedback from Clown Bobo this week. But Clown well, are you Bobo busy, Tony? I, Too busy to write it? or uh, uh, No, Clown Bobo and I are in discussions. So they may turn up. We may be getting a special report from Clown Bobo in a different in a different. Oh, is capacity. he coming to GPR? It's possible. It's possible. Oh, wait, 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 be... I, wait I have no announcements. No, no oh. plans. No guarantees. I have to I have to borrow the the uh, Elite Dangerous. No plans. No guarantees. Uh, but I but, want you know, him to be. But, uh, I want him to be Bobo something in in uh, in GPR though. And he has to. Be... Whatever you're talking to him about, he didn't write us any feedback, so he's already lost his job. I mean, he didn't. You didn't uh, this, this, isn't, this, this isn't a no call, no show. He's checked in. He's, <laughs> okay. he's checked in. He's checked in. So keep keep listening. Keep listening, about, uh, Clown Bobo, and and, uh, and and stay in touch. We'll work. We'll work it out. That'd be so cool. And mm, sadly, there's no new Patreon. I'd just say sadly because you know we like the support, which means no new random winner. But Tony has a thing to say. We've just finished our first month of uh, Patreon listeners who are contributing at the $1.25 level to start earning shirts. And we uh, will be tallying that internally. So keep on listening and donate on that big Patreon button. And this week's community question, does night vision cripple stealth? And should pit stops be reserved for road trips, not spaceships? And otherwise, how was the show? Are we rolling out our beta on schedule, or are we buggier than a June evening in the swamp? Drop us an email, a tweet, or comment on our show posts, which you can visit on our website and over on our Facebook page. And that brings us to the end of episode 236 of Guard Frequency. We'll be back with episode 237 on November 13th, 2018. So be sure to keep an ear out for our shows over at GuardFrequency.com. We'd like to thank the entire team at Guard Frequency and the Priority One Network. 
Thanks to our community manager, Justin Chivalry Bean Lowmaster, our artist and master web slinger, Ben Sanders, our elite contributor, Baxter, and of course, our audio engineers, Mikey, Lennon, and Bill Hardy. Thanks to our syndication partner, The Bass, and a special thanks to Ronald Jenkins for his permission to use his music in our show. Visit ronaldjenkins.com for more of his work. But above all, we especially want to thank you folks for tuning in. If no one's listening out there, the deep black gets pretty lonely. Reduce thrust. Squawk 7700. Stay on the guard.